welcome to the Weekly Recap, a podcast for gamers, nerds, and geeks. Every week, I'll give you the latest info in the world of entertainment, gaming, and fantasy. I'll share my thoughts and respond to your questions. Push your glasses up, tighten your suspenders, and let's dive in. What is going on, guys? And welcome to episode five of the Weekly Recap. It is Sunday, January 19th. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying your weekend. I most certainly am. We got hit with a little bit of a snowstorm here in the uh, northeast in New York in the Hudson Valley where I reside, uh, but it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too crazy. Um, so there was a couple of things that happened this week. Uh, namely, the first thing we're going to talk about is Eminem. Eminem's brand new album, Music to be Murdered by, uh, was a surprise. It was dropped. Uh, it was It was a random drop. Uh, much in the same style that he did Kamikaze back in the summer of 2018. He dropped it uh, a little past midnight, and uh, it's been uh, been controversial to say the least in the few days since it, 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 he dropped it. It, it. It's all over. It's all over the, the web. It, you Google it, it, it. Everybody's talking about the album. And namely, the reason everybody's talking about the album is for one of two songs. The first song being uh, Darkness, which Eminem... He he narrates a story as if he was the uh, the shooter for um, from the uh, the Las Vegas uh, incident, and he kind of tells it kind of like the same way he he wrote out uh, the song "Stand" back on his second album. But it's just it's 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 just a very powerful song. It's one of the heavier songs on the album, and the video that accompanies the 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 song is just it's a very thought provoking, conversation provoking video. Uh, and at the end of the video, you know he he has the American flag with the with the words imposed on it, saying you know when is this gonna stop? Uh, referring to all the gun violence we've had uh, in America in the last couple of years. It's a very strong song. It's a very powerful song. He's getting a lot of praise for that song. It's it's considered to be the centerpiece of the album. And then uh, the other the other uh, reason he's being talked about uh, is because he makes reference to the Manchester bombing uh, during the Ariana Grande concert, uh, which happened a couple of years ago. Um, so he kind of not that he poked. I mean. <laughs> He doesn't poke fun at it, but I, I, he kind of like ref, uh, references the bombing and refers to himself as, you know, as the Manchester bomber, you know, meaning that, you know, he's hated and despised and, you know, he's a little bit of an asshole. So, you know, a lot of people are saying that's insensitive. A lot of people are saying, you know, that, you know, he shouldn't have said that, yada, yada, yada. But guys, come on. It's Eminem. It's Slim Shady. I mean, the album itself, if you look at it, doesn't say Eminem on there. It doesn't have the Eminem logo on there. It says Slim Shady with the Jason mask. And if you guys have been following Eminem's career since he started, that's how he started. He was a controversial rapper. He was he would talk shit about anybody and everybody. He wore the Jason mask on stage and because he just didn't give a shit. He just murdered everybody. That was the whole point of that. So having Slim Shady on there, having the Jason mask on the album cover, just... I, I think it served as a warning and any any true Eminem fans would have would have understood that reference would have understood the warning um but the album itself like I said it, it's his 11th studio album it's a great great album there's a lot of bangers on there there's a lot of good tracks on there um he has a ton of features by a ton of good artists he has young ma on there uh he has Ed Shearing. he has the whole slaughterhouse camp on there so many so many features on there q-tip is even on there um which you know I'm a huge 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 hip-hop head uh from back in the 90s and q-tips 
was one of my all-time favorite rappers. He's up on that list along with Nas and, and Tupac, of course, and some of those other greats. But I just, I think it's a really, really great album. I mean, it's it's a stronger album than Kamikaze. Don't get me wrong. I loved Kamikaze. I loved the approach that he took with Kamikaze as far as like slamming everybody back and, and getting back at everybody who talks shit about him. Um, I just, I love the album. I love the concept of it. But musically, I think this album is a lot better the beats are better the lyricism is a little bit better the flows are better you know not only from eminem but from the various artists that he has featured on there it's just a great great album it's a great throwback to like real hip-hop it's a good album if you guys haven't heard it go check it out i highly recommend it. you can listen to the entire album on spotify you can download it on itunes or you can listen to it on youtube like i said it's just it's just a really really great album eminem we all thank you for uh, giving us this gem and, and releasing this. Uh, the album, uh, interestingly enough, is already slated to uh, to be among Billboard's uh, top 100 uh, in, in, in a short couple of days. It's estimated to actually sell out more than Kamikaze did and, and even Revival, which was a previous album before Kamikaze. Kudos to you, Eminem. Now we know why he was so quiet and didn't respond to uh, little Mr. Nick Cannon over there. It's going to be interesting now, though, to see now that the album is out and, you know, all the work that he's been doing leading up to it is done and over with. It's going to be interesting to see if he actually takes uh, takes some time to respond to Nick Cannon. We'll, we'll find out in the next couple of days, I guess. All right, guys. Now, let's talk about some movies. Now, the biggest news to hit movies this week uh, was the release of a little trailer on Monday called Morbius. Uh, now, for those of you who don't know who haven't seen the trailer, uh, you can go check it out on my community page over on Facebook or you can simply Google it. Uh, the title character is played by Jared Leto, which I think Jared is a phenomenal actor. Uh, he's gotten uh, he's gotten some, some crap lately uh, the last couple of years because of... Um, you know the Suicide Squad, uh, but honestly, that wasn't Leto's fault. You know, what I mean, he, he he played the part that he was given. He he read the lines that he was that were written for him. He's a great character actor, which makes him uniquely qualified to play Morbius. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Morbius is, just to give you a little backstory, Morbius debuted uh, back in 1971 in uh, the Amazing Spider-Man's uh, issue number 101 comics. Uh, and pretty much uh, Morbius, he's a doctor who was uh, who was born with a rare blood disease. Um, and it's rare, the, the, this blood disease makes him very fragile, makes him very weak. Uh, to the point where he can barely walk, he can barely stand, he can barely function as a normal human being. Uh, so in the search to cure himself, he uh, he ends up turning himself into a vampire. <laughs> he ends up turning himself into, into a living vampire uh, who has an insatiable lust for human blood. And um, throughout the course of, of his arc in the comic books and, and in various other medias and cartoons and things like that... Um, he goes from being this this really bad guy into kind of transforming into a likable antihero, kind of like uh, in the vein of um, Deadpool. Um, you know, he doesn't want to be a vampire. He doesn't want to lust for human blood. He wants to use, you know, his powers and his strength and his what he's been given uh, to do good. But at the same time, he's he's like stuck in, in, between, you know, his 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 human side and the monster that's one of them you know what i mean um so he's he's a very interesting character he's a very badass character so the the movie itself 
was something that I was always attracted to. I was always drawn to because it was announced a couple of years ago that it was going to be in production, that it was going to be something that was made. Uh, however, I wasn't too excited about it because Sony is making it. Now, don't get me wrong. Sony has had a lot of success with Spider-Man properties, namely the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, which were the original Spider-Man movies, which unpopular opinion, guys, I was not a fan of them, mainly because I did not like Tobey Maguire. I never liked him for the part of Spider-Man. I never thought he was good. I hate his acting. I hate his facial expressions. But the movies themselves were okay. Spider-Man 2 being the best one out of the three. And then, you know, of course, Sony had some success with uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the animated film. Uh, and they had a lot of great success, um, which was a shock with Venom. But, of course, you know, Tom Hardy was attached to it. So any movie that Tom Hardy's in, you can't really go wrong with that, right? But Venom was actually a really good movie. Uh, but the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies suffered. Um, which I don't know why, because I love Andrew Garfield. I think he played the part brilliantly. I think he kind of embodied that that peter the, the 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 whole peter parker spirit um you know he he, he was peter parker by day spider-man at night and he played both sides very well um almost as well as tom holland is currently playing it but I, his movies flopped and and again it was just it was a case of bad writing honestly it wasn't the actor's fault it wasn't it wasn't andrew garfield's fault it was just bad bad writing uh those those movies lacked a lot in storytelling. They lacked a lot of depth, you know. So I, I really wish they would have kept him around. But I'm very excited because with the announcement of Morbius, one well, there was two very subtle hints at the implication of um, a multiverse, a live action multiverse. Uh, that Sony is leading up to. Now, Sony tried to do this with, again, with the Amazing Spider-Man movies. They tried to line up the Sinister Six uh, with having that whole um, dungeon at Oscorp where, you know, we saw Vulture's wings, we saw Doc Ock's arms, uh, we saw the reference to Venom on the computer screen. But then, obviously, that all fell apart. But now with Morbius, we saw in the trailer, one, we saw the quick shot of morbius in the alley uh with the graffiti tag uh on the wall with the picture of spider-man and it says murder on it so if you guys watched far from home you know that was the shocking surprise ending twist at the end of far from home where it's revealed that peter parker is spider-man and that he killed not only mysterio but a ton of people out over there in london uh during that whole incident so having that on the wall in the alley, having the graffiti words of uh, murderer on it suggests that Morbius is taking place within that universe, is taking place within that timeline. Now, how far removed from the, from, uh, the events of Far From Home does it take place? We don't know that yet. It could be a couple of weeks. It could be a couple of years. You know, for all we know in the Morbius movie, Spider-Man could still be in hiding after everything that happened and he was being outed. So we don't know. But we do know for a fact that that is part of it. Now, a lot of people are saying that uh, it's not the right suit. That looks more like Tobey Maguire's suit in the original Spider-Man movies. That's not Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I mean, there's one or two explanations for that. One, it could be that he... Morbius takes place in a different universe, uh, in a different uh, in a different timeline, but the same events are kind of unfolding. Um, that could be one, or it can be simply a fake out, just the same way that uh, 
uh, the Russo brothers faked everybody out when they released uh, the trailer for Infinity Wars. They had Hulk running into battle with Cap and and Black Panther and Winter Soldier and, and the battle of Wakanda. And then when we actually watched the movie, we found out that, you know, Hulk was being a big baby, didn't want to fight Thanos. And, you know, Bruce was actually in the Hulkbuster uh, Iron Man suit as opposed to, you know, hulking out and, and running around in green like it was suggested in the trailer. So it could be a fake out. Or it could be that, again, like I said, this is a different universe and Morbius is part of the Tobey Maguire uh, trilogy. I don't know. But I would like to believe the latter. I would like to believe that it's just a fake out and when we watch the movie, we're going to actually know, see that it's Tom Holland's Spider-Man suit and we're going to hear some references to Tom Holland in there and stuff. So the second uh, hint that we get in the Morbius trailer suggesting that Sony is planning a multiverse universe multiverse university that's not five times fast uh alongside the mcu is the fact that we have michael keen coming out at the end of the trailer uh as his character vulture uh and the words that he utters to morbius as he's looking at him uh is pretty much like uh so i guess you got tired of being the good guy uh which suggests that morbius is gonna have uh, a darker turn uh he's gonna turn heel at some point in the movie uh whether it's at the end uh, or whether it's you know right at the beginning of him getting his vampiric powers, we don't know yet. Uh, but like I said in the comic books, he has a very back and forth kind of uh, story arc as far as like one minute he wants to be the good guy, one minute he's the bad guy, another minute he's the anti-hero, he becomes a vigilante, and then you know. So we'll we'll see. But the fact that Michael Keaton is in the movie and the fact that he is still the same character that he was in the original Spider-Man movies highly suggests that it's all connected, that it's working towards something bigger. And we already know that Venom 2 is in production. Uh, it's in development. And we also know that Tom Holland is scheduled to make a cameo within Venom 2. So it looks like everything is coming together and everything is pointing towards a shared multiverse uh, with with the MCU, which is is pretty it's pretty crazy it's pretty historic to have two separate companies uh, making movies that are somewhat interconnected. You know how how much are they gonna affect one another is yet to be seen. But obviously, it, it, all all signs are pointing to the fact that Sony and Marvel are working together to tie these movies within the same universe. Sony and Marvel had their issues. At the beginning of the at the beginning of 2019, they kind of settled everything at the end of 2019 and they reached an agreement and they're gonna have one more Spider-Man movie in the MCU. So this can also be uh an attempt to kind of like ease the transition uh between the last Spider-Man movie that's gonna be made with the MCU uh into Tom Harlan being Spider-Man strictly for Sony. You know, that, that this could be their soft transition to that as opposed to just, hey, all of a sudden now, you know, Spider-Man is going to be thrown into this universe when he's never met these characters or heard of them, uh, which, again, that's a very smart move. Uh, it's a very calculated move. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for it as a huge I'm a huge, huge Spider-Man fan. I always have been. I've always read the comic books. I love the 90s uh, cartoon to see this unfolding and to see that Spider-Man is getting the proper treatment after all these years that he deserves. Uh, I'm super excited about it and I can't wait for the future and I can't wait for the Morbius movie to come out. And again, guys, if you have not seen that trailer, go, go check it out. All right, guys, so we are nearing the end of the podcast. So I want to spend these last couple of minutes 
talking about some gaming stuff and namely the game that we're going to talk about is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Now, for those of you who listened to the last episode, episode four, I was a huge, huge DBZ nerd growing up. I loved Dragon Ball Z. I lived for it. If you guys recall from the episode, I even said that when I lived in Brooklyn, me and my friends had a little hookup uh, that we used to go visit in Flatbush and he would give us bootleg copies of the original Japanese episodes which had not premiered here in the US which were not dubbed we would sit there and we would read the subtitles I mean we just I was in love with Dragon Ball Z I would sit in my room trying to channel my inner chi uh trying to make Kai blast uh, it was just I was just a super super DBZ nerd um so Dragon Ball Z Kakarot uh was a game that I was highly highly uh excited for it was a game that I was very an- hopeful for uh and I'm gonna be honest with you as a DBZ fan it did not disappoint now there's been a ton of different Dragon Ball games over the the years over the decades uh that have retold the Dragon Ball story the same story that we all know and love uh that we've seen countless times but the thing with Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is that it tells that same story but it also adds in elements that we've never seen before. Namely, the fact that you can just do mundane, every everyday life things. Like, you live as these characters. You eat, you train, you have to hunt food, you fish. Um, which is an aspect to the DBZ world that nobody's really ever seen before. You know what I mean? Um, so, that was I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was a nice addition to the game. Um, the game retells pretty much the entire dbz story all the way up until the boo saga and you know you relive all the major battles all the major scenes and all that stuff i mean it's just it's just i I really i highly like the game i haven't been streaming the game and the only reason i haven't been streaming the game is because every streamer on twitch on facebook on mixer is playing this game right now so i just didn't want to you know, be another faceless streamer uh, in the mix playing this, but it's a highly enjoyable game. It's available on all platforms. Like I said, it just came out on Friday. It's it's just super super fun to to play. It's it, and the, honestly, the the most fun part of the game is doing those side quests, doing those mundane things like you know hunting for your food and fishing and and training and and, and exercising. I mean, it's just it, it puts a different perspective on what we know about dbz and it just gives us it gives us more more to look for more to do uh rather than just you know reliving like i said those same stories and those same battles that we all know now some people are calling it an open world game i wouldn't necessarily call it an open world game because you have to in order to progress and unlock certain parts of the map you have to have beaten uh, the previous chapter uh, in order to unlock. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily call it an open world game, but it's definitely a, a fun RPG game to play. Uh, the fighting style of the game is reminiscent of, you know, Xenoverse and, and, and some of those other games. But the animation in the game is really, really cool. And I also like the fact that they have the original DBZ announcer announcing the titles uh on the game on each chapter of the game as you progress it's pretty pretty cool and i also like the fact that you get to embody all the different characters you know the name of the game is kakarot which one would assume if you're going to play it you're just going to be playing from the perspective of of goku of kakarot uh but that's not the case you 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 get to play as all these characters which is pretty pretty fun 
and it's just it's just dope this is a really really fun game it's it's a it has a lot of replayability um there's so, so much stuff to do in the game that i don't think anybody will ever get tired of playing it or hunting down the side missions or the quests or anything like that so again if you guys haven't checked it out if you're a huge nerd if you're a fan of uh dbz like i am check it out dbz kakarot's available on all platforms and uh let me know what you guys feel let me know if you like it as always guys you are free to check me out on my socials havoc3d on instagram 3d havoc on twitter you guys can check me out live monday through friday on facebook gaming fb.gg slash havoc3d and you guys are always welcome to join the discord throw some questions at me join the community and be a part of the family that we're trying to build over here at team havoc so guys i am out until next week until the next episode this has been fun. Happy gaming, guys. Peace.